TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Veterans Day is just around the corner here, and we're going to be talking today about an effort to remember some local veterans of the McKeesport area, uh, in particular those veterans who served during the Vietnam War, and about the fact that McKeesport may have one of the United States' oldest Vietnam War memorials. Our guests this morning on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZOM and TubeCityOnline.com are Joe Hoffman, a retired police chief from White Oak Borough. Good morning, Joe. Morning. And Walt Yeager, who's uh, deeply involved in the La Rosa Boys and Girls Club uh, in McKeesport. Good morning, Walt. Good morning there, Jason. Thank you. Uh, first off, Joe, uh, tell us about the McKeesport 23. Who were the McKeesport 23 and, and what is coming up here uh, in, in a few days? Well, explain how this came about. Yeah. Uh, August of 1960, uh, August of uh, 2015, the uh, McKeesport High School class of 1965 held its uh, 50th reunion. And we were, we realized that we had three men from our class uh, that did die in Vietnam. Michael now, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that you graduated in 1965? I did. You were all, I thought you were 39. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm teasing you. Go ahead, Chief. I'm sorry. Uh, we had Michael Nemchek, uh, James West, and Patrick McNellis. Uh, we knew <clears throat> that, that they, they were killed in Vietnam and they were, they were uh, part of our class. We also were aware of the, uh, the Keysport uh, Boys and Girls Club and the, and the long-standing uh, honor and tribute they give to the 11 men from, uh, that were Boys Club members. So I did. I researched the, uh, and I went online, and I researched uh, fatalities, uh, Vietnam, Pennsylvania. Okay. And it shows every community where uh, uh, military we had military losses, and showed in McKeesport we had 23. Just in the Vietnam War. Just in the Vietnam War, uh, and I re- realized that, and I looked at some other cities around us. Uh, at that time, Pittsburgh lost 256, Monroeville 4, Clareton 9, Duquesne 3, Elizabeth 6, Irwin 14, Greensburg 13, uh, and Butler 16. So uh, it shows every municipality. And we had a very large number uh, of, of uh, men that were killed in Vietnam. So our uh, reunion committee and the and People participating in reunions decided to pay, uh, pay uh, special tribute to the 23 men from uh, Keysport who died in Vietnam, and we gave them the name Keysport 23. And, and and there is an event, a special event coming up here uh, soon. Do you want to uh, give us a little uh, sneak preview of what that event is? Yes, uh, on November 14th at 2 p.m., which is a Saturday, at the uh, Keysport History and Heritage Center. Honor the 23 men that, that were killed in Vietnam. 
we will also have uh, several family members uh, of, of the men that will uh, talk that day and talk about their – it's mostly brothers now because in, in most cases the mothers and fathers are gone. Sure. We're going we're gonna to mention that again. Uh, I want to bring Walt uh, Yeager into this conversation. Walt, I, I started off the conversation with mentioning that uh, uh, there is some evidence that McKeesport has the oldest memorial to Vietnam veterans of, of any community in the United States. Can you tell us about that? Uh, that's uh, absolutely true. just want to give you a little bit more background. Yeah. Uh, Joe got involved with the class reunion of 1965. But my history goes back almost uh, uh, 20, uh, 20 years Uh I uh, grew up as a boys club uh, member since the age of uh, 12. The 11 boys on that uh, were killed uh, in Vietnam uh, from the club are not actual pictures on, on the wall. Uh, they're my peers. I, I grew up with them. Mm. When Sammy La Rosa um, got ill in uh, 2002, I ended up um, doing a lot of research. I had done some research previous to that uh, concerning the 60th anniversary of the La Rosa Boys and Girls Club, and um, I had a whole lot of background information and uh, to make sure that the tradition that Sam started on, on uh, Veterans Day, uh, November 1966, would not fall uh, between the cracks. My son and I uh, did um, a, a videotaping a couple years before that of the actual ceremony, and he and I sat down for uh, an hour or so and choreographed uh, the uh, services that Sam uh, provided mm. uh, at, at the club every uh, Memorial Day and Veterans Day. So uh, when Sam passed away in 2003, I ended up uh, taking over, and I've been doing those uh, ceremonies um, uh, right uh, in, in respect to the, the detail that Sam set out. The other thing that plays a uh, background into the very first uh, memorial is the fact that my son had a community service project to do out here at Norwin High School. And he was kind of in a, a dither to, to, to uh, write on something. And I said, Sean, you know, I did uh, a 50th anniversary program uh, for the uh, – or 60th anniversary program for the club. I have a lot of information that's uh, trapped down at the Boys Club. Why don't you take a look at uh, uh, writing a report? And it was a 10-page uh, thesis with uh, 50 um, uh, uh, photos. Uh, wow. On a power, uh, <clears throat> on a uh, PowerPoint play, uh, yeah. uh, type of a, a, a format, and within that document, uh, this is the basis that I approached not only uh, 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 Joey Hoffman but Greg Nemchik, who is Michael Nemchik's uh, brother. Michael was the second one that was killed from the uh, club, and oh uh, we talked about uh, doing this presentation. And, and the original focus was to. Um, established through my son's report the fact that McKeesport had the very first Vietnam Memorial in the whole United States. Now, in gathering that information, I have copies of the, the Daily News on when that ceremony actually took place. And we did some research, uh, too. The, my son's uh, report uh, indicates that uh, the La Rosa Wall, uh, or La Rosa Memorial, predates the actual wall in Washington, D.C. by 16 years. That wasn't put up until 1982. Other research on online indicates that there is a memorial to the Vietnam vet in Angel Fire, New Mexico, but it only came up in 1971. So huh. part of this presentation is to make the community uh, aware of uh, the civic pride, the sacrifices that uh, these gentlemen made, and uh, also to uh, 
establish the fact that uh, it is uh, the very first memorial. Uh, Ken Burns, the documentarian, I met with him out in Gettysburg for the uh -huh. 150th anniversary. I gave him a copy of my son's presentation, and I'm hoping that uh, in an upcoming documentary that he's going to do on uh, Vietnam that he'll include that. And then the other thing that we're shooting for is for the 50th anniversary of uh, the La Rosa Memorial to, to bring uh, the wall that heals in, the, the yeah. mobile wall from the National Park Service into McKeesport. Now, when we do that, I mean, this is a, a holistic type of an approach. It uh -huh. will not only address the 11 boys from uh, the Boys Club, but all 23 from McKeesport and all those uh, from the surrounding areas. So that's kind of the upshot of uh, what we're trying to do. Walt Yeager and Joe Hoffman are our guests this morning. We're talking about Veterans Day and in particular about an effort to commemorate the 23 uh, men from McKeesport. They all are men, Joe? Yes. I know some women serve, but I, I didn't know if they if, if uh, any of the casualties were were, were women. Um, Twenty three men from McKeesport who served in Vietnam and who died in Vietnam. That is, um, that's coming up on November fourteenth at the McKeesport History and Heritage Center at two o'clock. That's a Saturday. And Joe, is there a phone number or a website people can get for more information? Yes, uh, the website uh, isn't quite up yet. Okay. www.mckeesport23 um, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, Joe, I want to ask you about your service, and um, I, I also want to ask both of you uh, fellows if, if uh, you have a feeling why so many um, people from the Mon Valley and from western Pennsylvania have uh, gone on to serve their country in the military, okay? Okay. You're listening to Radio 81, WEDO, 1550, WZUM, and Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. We're back here on Radio 81, WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guests this morning are Joe Hoffman. He is retired police chief in White Oak, and Walt Yeager, who's been very active over the years in the McKeesport La Rosa Boys and Girls Club. We're talking about Veterans Day, and in particular, we're talking about an upcoming event to remember the McKeesport 23. These are 23 men who were killed in Vietnam, in the Vietnam War. Uh, there is an event coming up November 14th at 2 o'clock, and in fact, the public is invited and, in fact, uh, Joe, later on in the show, is going to read the names of, of those men who uh, gave their lives in, in the service during Vietnam. Uh, and, and, Joe, you were saying off the air that you're looking for family members uh, to, to, to attend the event and, and talk about their loved ones. Right. Okay. Um, Joe, you served in the Navy during the Vietnam War, and you were part of uh, what I have come to read was, was a very significant incident that the, the importance of it really, I, I guess, was hushed up during the war, it was a collision. You were serving on a destroyer called the Frank E. Evans that collided with an Australian uh, aircraft carrier. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I was a, a gunner's mate on a destroyer, uh, USS Frankie Evans, which was a uh, Thunder class uh, destroyer built in World War II. It served in uh, World War II, uh, survived uh, kamikaze attacks, served in Korea and in Vietnam. June June third, nineteen sixty nine. It was on a training maneuver, uh, and I believe in the South China Sea. Correct. Well, what had happened was uh, a month prior to that. The Evans was in Vietnam from 1965 to 1969 with the 7th Fleet. And uh, a month prior to this collision, uh, I I served on the Evans in 1967, so I I was off the ship at the time of the collision. But what what had happened was the Evans, uh, with a number of other destroyers, uh, participated in what was called Operation Daring Rebel, which was uh, an invasion of the Barrier Island near Da Nang, by uh, 4,000 Marines, uh, United States uh, Army, South Korean Marines, and South Vietnamese forces. The um, Evans and all destroyers, they fired what was called 54-pound projectiles, which were rounds, and they fired 1,000 of these 54-pound projectiles at uh, North Vietnamese bunkers, artillery batteries, and supply centers. So when they ran out of ammunition, then they went back to uh, uh, the Philippines to rearm Going back to the gun line in Vietnam. As they were coming back, they, they were ordered to participate in the uh, Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, CETO operation involving uh, 40 warships. And during these maneuvers, uh, Australian aircraft carrier, the Melbourne, uh, cut our ship in half. Uh, 74 sailors were killed. Uh, 73 were lost at sea. One, one uh, decapitated uh, sailor was found. And, so, uh, so 74 uh, young men, uh, U.S. Uh, Navy sailors, uh, died in this collision. Yes. And, and it was, uh, my understanding is it was um, the, the Melbourne was under the command of, I, I, I guess the term is shavetails, two young lieutenants, one who whom had never been at sea before? No. No, uh, that's not true? No. Okay. The, uh, the Evans uh, had young officers. Oh, okay. On, on, on the... Uh, okay. Uh, the Melbourne had been involved in, a, in another collision years before, but that, that's a totally separate uh, incident. Okay. Now, since the, you know, you know, they they went, they rearmed, and they, as they were coming back to Vietnam, uh, and they were ordered to participate in these maneuvers, they were they were further off the coast, and at that time they had lines of demarcation drawn, uh, in, in battle lines. Uh, and, and these are done for tax purposes. So if, if military was in a certain area, they wouldn't receive combat pay. If they were in an, an, an area, you know, um, which was showing to be in, in, in the territory, then they were. So as they, they were coming back to uh, Vietnam and they were operating in this, the CETO operation, this is when the collision occurred. And because it occurred at that time, what was found out in 1982, and Walt talked about how the, the Vietnam Wall was, was uh, you know, constructed in 1982, uh-huh. uh, family members went to Washington, D.C. from the Evans to see their son's names on, on the wall. They couldn't find them. And what we, we had found out was because it was going back to Vietnam but not in the line of demarcation, so it was outside of a combat zone, technically. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, even though it was in a combat zone days before rearming and coming back to the combat zone, the um, Department of the, uh, the Navy, the uh, 
Department of Defense, and every president since 1982 have been contacted by, we have an association, uh-huh. uh, and to, to, you know, rectify this. And so the 74 men who died in this are not commemorated on the Vietnam uh, Memorial? Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, we've been told that, you know, there, there's not enough funding uh, to do this. It would cost several thousand dollars per name. And it's, it's just, a, it's very unfortunate. Um, at one time, there were about 74 uh, families with, with especially mothers, uh, that were there. Now there's only three mothers left mm. are, you know, waiting, you know, for, for this, you know, tribute and honor to, to their sons to be placed on the wall. And it has been, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a very long story. This has been going on for 46 years. It's one of those um, those, those situations that happen and got caught, uh, tied up in a bureaucracy. Does this this kind of makes me think um, in, in general of of the way um, and this may have been exaggerated over the years, but the way that uh, Vietnam veterans were treated, especially in the in the late 60s, early 70s, um, that there was there was not as much recognition of of uh, the sacrifices and the services that they had made, it seems like. And, and But McKeesport, it seems like, took the step very early on to, to remember them with this memorial up at the La Rosa Boys and Girls Club. Right. Uh, we're talking with uh, Walt Yeager and Joe Hoffman. They are part of a committee that is putting together a tribute on November 14th to the 23 men who died in Vietnam uh, during the Vietnam War. This is at 2 o'clock, November 14th, Saturday, at the McKeesport History and Heritage Center. There will be a website. It's not quite up and running yet, but it might be by the time you hear this at McKeesport23.com. It's McKeesport and the number 23.com. Or you can call the Heritage Center at 678-1832 for more information. This is not just a, a celebration then of, of the men who died in Vietnam. It's, it's also a celebration, I would imagine, or a commemoration of the uh, men and women who served and did, did, then did come back, correct? Yes. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes here on Radio 81, WEDO, 1550, WZUM, and com. Our guests this morning, Joe Hoffman, who's retired police chief in White Oak, and Walt Yeager, who's involved with the La Rosa Boys and Girls Club in McKeesport. Before we took the break, I, I wanted to ask both of you to uh, maybe speculate a little bit on why so many um, uh, young men and women from this area go into the service, both as a career or uh, for a few years uh, before or after college. But uh, first, uh, Walt, I understand that you found out that you and Joe, your your fathers, had a connection in the service. Yeah, we. Uh, I mentioned it to to, to, to Joe in in passing, and I was really surprised a few years ago that uh, he had interest in it, and uh, he told me that his dad ser- uh, served in the same uh, 
same area. Uh, so in what part, of, what, what area was that? This was during World War II? It was in World War II. It was in the Po River Valley. Okay. They were not in the same unit? No. Okay. Uh, you know, we're going to do some uh, background search on that. But like I said, uh, Jason, my dad left uh, at age 23 uh, from the bomb line at the Christie Park Works, uh, made a contribution in his last paycheck of $30 out of $120 uh, net uh, for war bonds. And wow. then, ironically, uh, he uh, went right to the service uh, from there and was killed about a year and a half uh, later. Uh, some of those bombs from the bomb line, I understand, are now on display at the uh, McKeesport History and Heritage Center, where this uh, commemoration is going to be held on Saturday at 2 p.m., November 14th, November 14th, in honor of the 23 men who were killed in Vietnam. And uh, they are asking that um, if you are a relative of one of these men who was killed in Vietnam, or if you served uh, in Vietnam yourself, uh, the public is invited to attend this this uh, commemoration and celebration November 14th at 2 o'clock at the Heritage Center. Um, uh, Joe, uh, what do you know about your dad's service in, in World War II? Well, I know he was in the invasion of, of Africa and in Italy, and then um, what, what happened was the uh, United States forces drove the Germans north out of Italy, and the largest battle in Italy was the Battle of the Po River Valley. That Walt's dad was in. His father was killed, and it was the... Uh, <clears throat> my father had told me <clears throat> uh, when they... The Italian partisans captured Mussolini uh, near Milan. They, and the partisans asked the Americans to stay, if they would stay out of the city while they executed uh, Mussolini and his, uh, his, family, his girlfriend and brother. Mm-hmm. And then they asked, asked the Americans to come in, and, and they saw, actually saw Mussolini there after he was executed. So there was a lot of action, uh, and that was the, that the Po River Valley was... was the most intense. People forget, I think, uh, people tend to focus on the push um, across the English Channel and then through France and, and, and the Low Countries into Germany, but they forget just how, how long and, and intense the fighting was in Italy and, and how it just sort of bogged down for months and months and months and, and how there were a lot of lives lost in that uh, invasion up the Italian peninsula. Absolutely. Uh, why do you think, Walt, uh, I'll ask you first, why do you think uh, so many young and, young men and women from the western Pennsylvania area go into the service? Real quick, because uh, yeah. I want to leave time for uh, Joe to read the name yeah. of the uh, uh, 23. But yeah. in that uh, uh, thesis that my son uh, wrote for the Community Service Project in, at Norwin High, he gets into a couple pages as, as to why McKeesport and Amon Valley was typically different from the rest of the country. I yeah. mean, uh, we were graduating upwards of 8,000 uh, kids uh, each year, and you didn't have too much uh, option. But uh, the, the kids all mixed, whether it was black, white, whatever religion, whether you were a, a, a preppy or a, or a mill hunk or what have you, everybody <laughs> got, got along. And uh, when the war came up, you didn't have uh, too, many, too many options. It was either to try to find a job in the mill, uh, go to college, or to, um, or to uh, 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 go to the service. Okay. And on a, on a very disproportionate basis, and, and uh, the statistics are in my son's report, uh, McKeesport just had a, a real disproportionate high of uh, young men that, uh, that, that, that uh, answered a call of uh, duty. And that report, uh, I'm going to dedicate uh, uh, it in, in my son's uh, memory. He passed away, too, at the age of uh, uh, 23. Uh, he left a four-year-old son. So it's a posthumous 
uh, presentation uh, and the first copy of that's going to go to the uh, History Center as, as part of this program. Uh, we, we're, we're talking about the McKeesport 23, the 23 men who were, were killed in Vietnam, and uh, also about the fact that McKeesport uh, is believed to have the first Vietnam memorial erected. In, and what year again was that, Walt? It was November, uh, Veterans Day, November 11, 1966, and uh, we're going to try to prove uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's uh, occurred, and it's been too long in the waiting to be uh, Recognized. Um, notarized. Uh, it, it, it seems to me that um, and it was not just uh, Vietnam veterans who, who in the 60s and 70s felt forgotten, but it was also veterans yeah. of uh, the Korean War yes, uh, earlier who also felt uh, like they had been, their service had been forgotten. Uh, Joe, what about you? Um, do, do you have a, a hunch or an idea as to why so many uh, young men and women go off of the service from our area? Well, when I was looking at this, I, I, I looked at cities like um, Keysport, Altoona, Johnstown, and some other areas that had, uh, you know, Really, really good jobs in uh, industry uh-huh. uh, back in the '60s, and a lot of the the, the men of our area who were coming out of high school, a lot of them saw their fathers who came out of World War II uh, had jobs in the mill. They, they made made excellent money, and I think some of them opted not to go to college, get a deferment. They went into the mills, and a, huge numbers were being drafted. Uh, you know, you know, fundamentals. I, I think that plays that plays into it. Okay. Uh, I- interesting, and, and I wonder if there is any significance to the fact that um, so many uh, uh, moms and dads worked in the mills. For instance, on that bomb line you mentioned in Christie Park, or down in the ammunition plant down in Hayes. Um, so, so they they had a vested interest. This this stuff they were making here was going to end up uh, in the hands of their sons uh, on on ships or tanks or wherever. Uh, somewhere else in, in the world, in a conflict zone. That's firsthand knowledge from my standpoint. I spent uh, a couple years uh, with a break in college at the National Works, working the same jobs that my uh, grandfather and my uncles worked, and I, I did a stint down at the uh, Hayes Ordnance, uh, making uh, shells for Vietnam also. Uh, Joe, before we wrap up here today, uh, you, you have the names of the 23 uh, young men who were killed in Vietnam from McKeesport. Uh, do you, do you want to go ahead and read those off? Yes, we had uh, 15... We're with the United States Army, six United States Marine Corps, one the United States Navy, and one the United States Air Force. And we also know that many of these men knew each other growing up. Hmm. Um, this is listed in the, the order that they fell. Okay. Private First Class, Norman Wallace Boots Johnson. Private First Class, Michael Joseph Nemchek. Private First Class, Michael Dennis Pliska. Private First Class, James Francis Brooks, Jr. Staff Sergeant. Thomas John Winklevoss, Private First Class Tyrone Gregory Burse, Gunnery Sergeant Raymond Geibel, Private First Class James Edward West, Staff Sergeant David Lloyd George Moser, Lance Corporal Gregory Francis Popowitz, Specialist Fourth Class Curtis Taylor Gay, Lance Corporal Thomas James Sweeney, Private First Class Lewis Howard Huff II, Major Jack Claire Plum, Specialist Fourth Class John Allen Germack, Jr., Specialist Fourth Class James Robert Long, Private First Class Tybur Sotak, Petty Officer Second Class Patrick Robert McNellis, First Lieutenant Richard Michael Arnovitz, Private First Class Kenneth Jordan Klein, First Sergeant Donald Robert Donaldson, Captain Jack Terry Martell, and Specialist Fourth Class, 
Vincent Edward Galka. God bless America. May they rest in peace. Those are the 23 young men from McKeesport who died in the Vietnam conflict. They are being remembered as the McKeesport 23 on uh, November 14th. That's a Saturday at 2 o'clock at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. If you or a loved one served in Vietnam or if you are related to uh, one of these young men who fell in Vietnam, you are invited to the service. In fact, the public is invited uh, to this memorial service at the Heritage Center. There will be a website set up probably by the time you hear this program, McKeesport 23. Dot com, or you can call the Heritage Center at 412-678-1832. Our guests this morning on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, and com have been Joe Hoffman and Walt Yeager. They are two of the folks who are putting together this service uh, to remember our veterans and to remember in particular these 23. Joe, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. Thank you, Jason. And Walt, thank you, too, for taking some time to, to share your story and, and your work on this project. Jason, thanks for the opportunity. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donation. Link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.